listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 18 through 20 and 32 through 33. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty side before a fall. Whoever gives thought holy spirit with the discover good. And with us is he who trusts in the Lord. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the Lord. So I was working on a the other day, and uh, it was one of those projects that uh, has gone on longer. The project Camille would like, uh, basically, kind of asked, know that are you sure? Because Amelia was convinced that she knew the right way to do it, and I didn't. And so, of course, I responded with some resentment, because I knew the right way, and she didn't know how to do it. And, and it wasn't each other, but some huge tension, this, this back, raise our voices, because both of us frustrated with each other, and uh, it was poor communication and misunderstanding, and both believing that we knew what we were talking about, and the other person just needed to be quiet and listen. In, uh, in it sounds familiar, but have you know, never been there? I kind of live more and more in an age of anger. It, it may not be uh, yelling or outbursts, kind of a, a cold, simmering rage, cutting disdain, sarcasm, or voice condescension, angry. Resentment. I'm going to switch over to mic one. Uh, so anger, we see anger show up in, in resentment. We see it in, in bitterness that, that assumes the word real or imagined motives, turns people into enemies, that, that makes us defensive in our responses. We're, we're always looking for the worst. We're always assuming the worst. We're, we're paying attention for the wrong words that set off the alarm bells, isn't it? To, you know, some kind of, it's the way that our culture is encouraging us to live and modeling it for us, whether it's leaders or teachers or commentators or authors or entertainers. And maybe, maybe we go along with it, it take kind of a, in some ways, in their place or, or feel good, won the argument. Maybe we go along because we think it works. Anger seems to get what we want, right? We talk down to people, we get in their faces, we, we shoot off that hot, get angry, and it seems to get what the counter because of the policy no point, they had no part in making, and we yell enough that the manager comes out and placates the angry customer. Anger seems to win. Anger seems to work. And listen to what delicious turn author Scott Sauls, but the delight is only momentarily It's only a matter of time before it starts working against us. And to survive, we have to find a way to expel the toxins of indestructive anger. Proverbs, that's what's that wisdom chapter 6 uses peaceful hearts. That's the big idea. That wisdom produces peaceful hearts. Isn't that what we want? That's what we want to look at today. From wisdom from God's word to 
the peaceful heart and comes down to uh, and why are we so undeserved, unbiblical judgment of other people and situations? Listen to what Solomon says in verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit that, that I fall, judge and, and condemn this thinking that like people brutally condemning an Olympic gymnast for stepping back from a competition to protect her health. It's harder to acknowledge, you know, I don't know the first thing about that level of performance and engaging in athletic. If I do it, I've never been there. I've not been in that situation, so maybe I'm not qualified to judge. Or, or commentators mock police who fear for their lives, d defending against criminal activity or, or even defending the capital. It, it's a violent mob. I have empathy to say, you know, fear of someone taking my gun and killing me with it. I've never had to beg for my life in the heat of people crazy with rage. Maybe I'm not in a position to question their expar anger. Pro belief that I know best, that I would have further, that, that I can see the truth and make accurate judgments about everything. Pastor and Christian author Jared Wilson says, we think we are sons, but our heat is like orbit around Jesus and a weakness of his glory. Until God... Think right now about how anger plays out in your life. Maybe it's not boiling over anger. Maybe it's the simmering resentment, the condescension, your words, by actions, your tone. Where is there a... What are the lack of self-control in the way that we speak and pride and treat people? Pride fuels anger. It hardens our hearts. It ruins our relationships. It brings destruction. So peaceful hearts fight against pride. Dr. Durkhart's fight. I learn the more I realize how much I don't know. Therefore, it's unwise to tweet or post or comment about everything that happens. None of us are that well-read, experienced, or important to have a meaningful opinion on everything. That's a convicting word. I don't have all living. By taking an intentional posture that says, I don't need to win. I don't need to be right about everything. Listen to how Solomon goes on in verse 32. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Whoever rules his... Look, you can be strong. You can be powerful. You can take a city. You can win the battle. But as one paraphrase says, patience is better than power. Anger may win the battle, but it will lose the we care most about. I was talking with a young B recently about how things were going with parenting, and she shared that uh, she realized how frustrated she'd been getting lately with her preschooler because she would set boundaries and expectations, and then her child would consistently disobey. And a kid in that situation. And this mom found herself getting more and more frustrated and recognizing that she was angrily asserting her authority to get her child to obey. I remember, to make, I remember those days. For my child. She says, God convicted me, and I believe that she managed my emotion better to seeing me be in control. That's what Solomon is getting at in verse 19. It's better to be of lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil, right? You, you may capture a city, you may make, going back to that, child obey. You may win an argument through pride-fueled anger, 
but it's better to be humble and forego what you would get out of it, the, the spoils. Destroy something here. Pride brings because of pride. And if it's better to lose the battle and protect myself and others from my anger. It's better to lose in that sense and preserve a relationship. It's better to lose and keep my all that arrogance and arguments, but to humility and peacemaking and, and love of neighbor. And Solomon is saying, if I can't fight the battle and stay clean, it's better to stay clean than fight dirty and win. How do I do that? Peaceful hearts. Solomon goes on to say patience. In verse patience, he says, whoever gives thought to the word will discover good. Other translations, you may have, render it this way. Whoever gives what is good to instruction prospers. The one who deals or whoever speaks matter will find success. Good. Maybe a reference to paying attention to God's word specifically, but I think more broadly it means that, that we don't just jump whenever we feel provoked. We intentionally slow down to consider, to reflect, to understand our own way others might see things differently. Because we don't want to get sucked into the, you know, all or nothing, good versus evil framing of everything that's going on in the world. It encourages us to be proud and graceless. And the situation is it's an end-of-the-world scenario, then if we believe, yeah, we're not going to slow down and carefully consider things. But, but how many situations are like that, really? Like, this is going to be the end of everything if I don't jump right now and, and respond the way I, I'm feeling. But imagination. Joy Marie Clark's enter into the experience of other people. We call them thoughtful because they spend their time thinking about how other people feel, pondering the intricacies of personality, anticipating needs and desires. It's a beautiful habit of thought. Habit of That's that a kind imagination. It means we quit looking for bad. It is a fight and for things to be outraged over all the time. We acknowledge how often we adopt this posture of suspicion and fear and, and we tension. ask God to help us let go of it. People to do for us. We start assuming the best. And then finally, Solomon says, peaceful hearts trust in the Lord. Peaceful hearts trust in the Lord. Uh, listen again to verse 20. Blessed or happy is, of course, trusts in Yahweh. The ultimate hope is in the Lord. Not in being right, not in convincing, we, not in showing them how they're wrong, not in beating anyone down. We, we know that, but that's a struggle for us. And, and we need to remind ourselves, race, they're called to be quicker to to people who would first, to be people who love and outkind others who may be snarky and self-righteous and difficult. And one of the ways that we do that is looking more and more to Jesus' beauty and grace reminding ourselves of kind and patient and good person and situation. Because the better we see, isn't that what we want to pass on to others? I mean, we want it not just for ourselves, but, but we want more people to know that, especially rising generations. The whole book, of course, is a series of instructions to the Lord. Isn't that from older, wise, for people that are, that are coming along behind us? That happens at home. It's, it's supposed to be happening at home. And, and it happens here at church through Faith Kids and Awana and Student Ministries. It, it's a community effort, which means that there's us as a community to 
passing on God's truth and wisdom. It means we need people who are going to be willing to step up and say, yes, I want to be part of passing on this wisdom and this grace and this life to others. It just happens. It means it requires consistency, patient people. That's what's generations. It takes the development of years of walking with Jesus, which means it requires consistency. Consistency in, in worship, consistency in reading God's word, consistency in talking about one another to us. We know his, we, we trust faithful to us, but also because we have the confidence that he really is in control. That's this ending word, this, this strange kind of verse that seems like it doesn't really fit at the end of the chapter. Verse 33, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every creation is from the Lord. There, there's nothing, there is no that happens. Even things that seem totally unpredictable, like the rolling of a pair of dice or casting of lots, are ultimately superintended by God. It had to make that gives us confidence. There was no clear at our old church on good or bad outcome. We we had two equally good options, and the votes were evenly split. And we had to make a decision, so we prayed about it, we committed it to the Lord, and based on this verse, we flipped a coin. Literally, we approach that, suggest that as a regular, this decision in a spirit of humility and dependence and a willingness to trust that the Lord is in charge of every outcome. How we square you stand because free will and our choices and risk God and my wife's control is a myth. tell you I'm not. And all, God's, all, of, all of the Schultzes said Amen. But I am responsible for my choices. My choices matter, and God is in control. God is in control of seemingly unanswered prayer. He's in control of the hand that I've been dealt, figuratively. And literally, why do my kids always give me the plus four in Uno? And they just keep laying. God's in on. It's not fair. God's in charge of things that are going on in this world, and what happens to my work and my health and my finances and my family and my choices matter that's what this whole book is about but the trust that God is in control leads to a peaceful heart a little taken aback to a shelf rat poison and that led to some interesting thoughts like why is this in the pet aisle particularly and you can really just buy rat poison because that's a little dangerous but rat poison it's dangerous. Anger is powerful. Sometimes it's justified. Sometimes it's needed. But in rare situations, and we should be really careful with it. And especially we should be careful. We think to grow to love it or to it. Is slow to anger is better than the mighty. More mighty, more powerful, stronger are those who have peaceful hearts that fight against pride and grow in patience and trust in the Lord. God has power and spirit of and self-control that produces patient, joyful hearts. May we grow to be those kind of people. Let me pray. Fruit of your love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control. So God, we pray for that kind of for lives, anger, particularly for stress to grow in godly, life-giving fruit. Help us to be slow to anger, slow to speak, because what we care most about is not hurting people around us. Relationships winning a battle. Church, help us to be pious. And bearing with one another, forgiving one another as we have been forgiven. Because whoever rules his or her spirit is better than the one who wins the battle. God, help us by your grace to believe it. Amen.